Hey everybody, this is your boy Garrett J. White, founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this. I got $5 in my pocket. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, so I had one of those moments. One of those glorious, glorious, glorious moments that, um, well, just makes you smile. I went into the laundry room and um, was picking out some of my clean pants that were sitting on the floor. I have my favorite kind of pants. You know what my favorite kind of pants are? Pants by Lululemon. They're called ABC Pants. ABC Pants. I've been wearing ABC Pants damn near 90% of the time. Like, literally. I wear them Monday through Friday every single day for work. I copied, like, the Steve Jobs mentality of pretty much wear the same shit so I don't have to think. Literally, I wear a warrior polo, warrior t-shirt, or I uh, wear a warrior polo or t-shirt, and then I wear my Lulu pants, and then I wear some pair of Vans. Vans or Nike SBs, like, comfortable shoes. I wear every single fucking day, I wear the same shit. So I go in there, though, and there's a pile of all my Lulu pants, which, by the way, ABC pants stand for anti-ball-crushing pants. No bullshit anti-ball crushing. The guy that founded Lululemon uh, wanted a pair of pants that didn't squish his balls and uh, they created ABC pants, which are like, dude, they're just insane. If you haven't tried them out, go check them out. Lululemon, like 140 bucks a pair, but they're worth it. My pants like last years, dude, years. They're flexible. You can work out in them. You can wear, you have sex in them. You can do like whatever. You go to work in them. They're like, they're phenomenal. So anyways, that being said, I'm going to end the ABC anti-ball crushing pants story. And we're going to move to a different focus, which is what happened when I put on my anti-ball crushing pants. So I'm sitting there getting dressed. I put my pants on from the laundry room. I'm pulling on my polo, etc. And I'm getting out like I'm just getting my routine. I'm getting dressed, doing my hair, shaving, doing my thing. Blah, 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 blah. And I reach my hand into my pocket. And guess what I find? Five dollars, my friend. But not one five dollar bill. I found a stack a stack of about 15 to 20 $5 bills in my pocket. I got $5 in my pocket. Little Macklemore. I think that's how you say it. Andy Macklemore? 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 I don't know. Surf Chop? You know what I'm talking about? All right, you may not know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I like his music. Obviously, not enough to remember his entire name. But, so if I reach in my pocket and I find these, like this stack of fives. Now, here's the crazy part. I had completely forgot about this stack of fives. Like, completely forgot about it. Didn't even remember they were there. And this is the principle for today. The principle today is super simple, which is this. There are treasures in places you have forgotten about. There are treasures in places that you have forgotten about. There are treasures in places that you have forgotten about. So in this case, I had a stack of, you know, 15 fives. What is that? $60. Sitting in my pocket. I got $60 in my pocket. Yeah, okay. But on top of this, <clears throat> when I look around in my world, like there are treasures I've forgotten about all over the place. You know where one of the greatest treasures was that I forgot about was my wife. <sighs> That's a hard one. It's a hard one. You know, we're a lot of years a businessman, like where I, I literally just, it's not that I forgot I was married. It's just I forgot that I was in a relationship that needed to be fostered and built and supported. And I just grinded and I worked and I hustled and I worked and I hustled and I worked and I hustled and I worked and I hustled. And amidst all that working and amidst all that hustling, I had forgotten um, about this treasure in my life called my best friend, my wife. 
And she wasn't my best friend anymore because I had shown up like somebody who wasn't a best friend. I, I think about team members that I'm with also. Like at times, like I forget uh, the treasure that it is to have the teams I have. Uh, or maybe you as a business owner, you forget the treasure that is your clients. Or you might have an email list or a past client list that's a treasure waiting to be uncovered, but you've forgotten about it. Right? Or maybe you have a passion or a hobby that you used to do, but you don't do it anymore. And there's this treasure hidden that you have forgotten about that you're not doing anything about. This game that we are in, this experience that we're in called life, is about uncovering treasures that we have forgotten about. So here's my question for you. Where in your world, across body, being, balance, and business, do you currently find yourself in a situation where there is a treasure that you have forgotten about? And what... What are you committed to doing to uncovering that treasure? Like what treasure have you forgotten about and what are you committed to doing to uncover that treasure? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies Living the Warrior's Way found in the Warrior Book. So if you don't have a copy of the Warrior Book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends, so uh, you just heard the parable of finding some dollars in my pocket. Actually, a whole stack of fives that I'd forgotten were there. One of the side notes about why I actually have so many $5 bills. Actually, I don't have like tons of $5 bills, but when I do get dollars, I tend to get $5 bills because that's the amount that I tip. So for car valet, food, etc., like this is the kind of tipping that I do. Um, so I always tend to have $5 bills with me. Then I forgot they were in my pants, they ended up in the washer, the washer and dryer, and then they ended up on the floor of which I found when I went in to go get pants. Now, I don't know if maybe you found dollars before, and if you did, great, and you caught that idea too and that concept, but there was actually a principle that we took out of that parable, which is there are treasures in places that you have forgotten about. There are treasures in places that you have forgotten about. Now, we're going to link up that parable, and we're going to actually draw it directly to our conversation inside a worry book inside the stack. We are in the stack again, my friends. Specifically, we are on page 152. We are in chapter 12, The Dark, Release the Rage. We're going to start with a quote. Here it is. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. None are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. German writer and statesman, 1949 to 1832, excerpt from Elective Affinities. Let's see, 1749, that means that he was 51 plus that, so he was 60, 70, 81, 83, 83 years old, that Johann von, von, see, Wolfgang von Goethe. Well done, my friend. Congratulations on living for that long. That would be double my lifetime right now. That means I'd live an entire more life of just what I live. Side note about this whole life thing. I swear at some point in the game when you've just accomplished everything that you could possibly accomplish, you get to this point where you're kind of like, hmm, I'm more curious about what the next level is in the next game than I am about the current game. 
And then off we go. Into the new game we go, right? I get it. It happens. It's powerful. And it's like, whatever. Off we go. My friend, let's take this idea, though, his quote. None are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. And this is what happens when men begin to believe there is no such thing as the dark. Now, as a kid, it's easy because we, we actually recognize that we're afraid of the dark, right? We acknowledge it. We admit it. We're like, I'm afraid of the dark. There's no question about it. I'm literally afraid of the dark. But as you get older, maybe you don't become afraid of the dark anymore outside of you. But what many men, particularly married businessmen, end up facing is they become terrified of the dark inside of them. This becomes a place they hide from. This becomes a place they will not go. This becomes a place where the treasures have been forgotten about. Now, isn't it crazy? I mean, my entire life, I was never raised to believe that looking into the dark, I would find the light. I was never taught that inside of my errors and my fuck-ups and my dark decisions of the past that my greatest light, growth, and possibility would be found. Do you recognize that inside of your ability to grow and to live and expand, that the only way that you can possibly pull that off, the only fucking possible way that you can pull that off is to what? Is to actually take a stand. A stand for what? A stand for understanding that your darkness is the catapult to the divine light that you currently see. Like there's nothing inside of your life that you hold precious that didn't come with a high price. Like it came with a cost. That cost itself is typically some kind of economic or emotional or financial requirement. But more often than not, it comes down to a painful suffering that you had to go through in order to obtain the peace that you currently see. Right? Business itself becomes an interesting game because we don't tend to appreciate what we've never been able to build. Right? We appreciate what other people have built. We appreciate ourselves. But it's, it's impossible for you to actually appreciate the peace that comes with production, with the financial resource and abundance, if you haven't experienced first the pain. You just give somebody success right out of the gate. And what you have is somebody who comes in entitled fucking dick. But it's the pain on the other side of the production that tends to expose. And it's the dark that ultimately opens up the light. And there are treasures and places that you have forgotten. So we're going to uh, we're going to hit into this section again. I'm going to do a little reminder here. We're going to start in verse number one. This is the initial stage, the initial understanding of the first aspect of the stack. The first weapon in your arsenal is to be able to deal with the drift. The drift is only fearful and the dark is only scary because of the stories that exist about the dark. I live in Orange County, California, and the ocean itself is interesting. If you're not familiar with the ocean, the ocean itself becomes scary. Underneath that water becomes a mystery, and inside that mystery, it all it becomes all the manifestations of your greatest nightmares and your greatest fears. Now, side note, DJ South. Like, listen, the ocean itself is a great example, but the ocean is a lot like inside of our own soul. It's the inside of our own mind. It's the inside of our own experience. It's the inside of our own expansion. Like, inside of us is an ocean, an ocean itself that is difficult to comprehend, and it's filled with all kinds of scary shit. All kinds of scary shit. You know, a human being being tossed out into the ocean experiences all kinds of pain and possibility at the same time. The pain of the fear of what's underneath the water. I mean, let's face it, people have been attacked and have died from sharks in the ocean. This is not a question. This has happened. Every single time I go into the water, there is one glimmer of thought about sharks. It's just half a second. In the beginning, it used to plague me. Now... Now it doesn't plague me. Now it just is what it is. 
I just operate the way I operate and that, that's it. Like I've gotten accustomed to it. I've gotten used to it. I've become comfortable with being in the ocean. My personal life, I was almost never comfortable with being with me. I mean, even in high school, I couldn't even be home on the weekends. I had to go somewhere. I would pace up and down the house and then we would go to McDonald's and hang out in the parking lot. No social media, no cell phones to be able to connect us, nothing. I would just go hang out because I couldn't handle being inside of the house by myself. I also couldn't handle being by myself, which means I always had to have other people with me. I had to have other people in the conversation of my life. I had other people involved inside of my world. I had to have other people talking to me, other people to communicate with, other people to engage with. Like this was a fact. Like there was no option for me because I was terrified of what I might find underneath the ocean when I was by myself. This is is most human beings today, constantly distracting themselves with cell phones constantly distracting themselves with YouTube videos, constantly distracting themselves with movie, entertainment, and sedation, all with one outcome. And the outcome is very simple. You know what the outcome is? The outcome is to masquerade and to hide the darkness they find inside. When I started to recognize there was no running from this, like there was no running from this. Like I could not run from the night inside of me. Like it was with me, which means if I sprinted from here until the other side of the United States of America, from Los Angeles, clear to New York City, it didn't matter. When I got there, the dark was still going to be with me. It was still going to be part of my experience. So the first stage of the stack is to dive into a deep understanding of the night inside of you. And how do we do this? We do this through a trigger, a trigger that comes up, something that someone says or does. And it's easy because it happens every single day. It happens every single day in every single kind of way that you could possibly imagine. People are triggering you all the time. Now, whether you've given yourself permission to deal with it or not is a whole nother thing. This triggering experience causes the drift and those four emotional feelings we've already discussed. Anger, blame, guilt, and shame. Anger, blame, guilt, and shame. But when we get triggered, we dive into questions. And we're going to study these a little bit more today. Question number one, in this moment, what or who has triggered you to drift, feel angry, frustrated, pissed off, hurt, upset, or disappointed, and why? Listen to that question. In this moment, what or who has triggered you to drift, feel angry, frustrated, pissed off, hurt, upset, or disappointed, and why? Like this question itself is very intense because why? Most of us get triggered and we have no idea why we feel what we feel. No conversation. We just become blanketed by the dark and we disappear into the night and we have no idea. And we don't recognize that in so doing, the the treasures that life has delivered up for us that are sitting at the core of this are not available to us. We can't see them. We can't understand them. Why? Because we're not investigating. We're not investigating, questioning, and challenging the way that we see things. We just assume that the minute we get a trigger, this is how it is. And it is how it is in that moment until we begin to investigate. This first question begins to look to the moment. It's saying, what is the moment and the trigger and who or what actually triggered you to feel this? Question number two. This question itself that begins to stack upon the first one. In this moment, if you could scream to this individual, what would you say? So this now gives us an opportunity not only to investigate, but it also gives us an opportunity to unleash. To unleash what? To unleash rage. To unleash what? To unleash frustration. To unleash what? To unleash irritation. To release what? To release a frustration deep inside of us 
that constantly holds us back from being able to create and produce, right? So we, we release this energy through this one simple question. In this moment, if you could scream at this individual, what would you say? And then we blast the fuck out of them. That moves us into question number three. Question number three, in this moment, if you could force an individual to think, say, feel, or do anything, what would it be? Again, part of our game when we get triggered is we want to control other people, right? We want to yell at other people. Even if you're not a yeller, there's a piece inside of you that wants to yell. Even if you're not inside of that place of yelling, like there's just this thing that's going on constantly inside of our world, which is we want to tell people what to do and we want to emotionally release on other people. This is why we have so much insanity that goes on just in normal living. Because most of us had no idea what to do with these ideas. So we want to feel, we want to control. And typically as a businessman, where does this leak out on? It leaks out on your wife and your children. You get triggered at the office. You get triggered at work. You get triggered in social media. You get triggered with your marketing. Something occurs and then you unleash on your wife. You unleash on your children. Question number three. In this moment, if you could force an individual to think, say, feel, or do anything, what would it be? Question number four, in this moment with no filter nor constraints, what do you truly think about this individual? Question number five, in this moment, what is it you don't ever want to experience in the future with this individual? And question number six, in this moment, if you had to put all your feelings into one singular trigger statement, what would it be? Now let's look at each one of these. Three, if you could force them to say, think, or feel, right? This gives us an opportunity to express our disdain. The first one we attract is we find the moment. The second one, we begin to yell and scream at them. The third one, we say, if we could get them to force them to feel, think, or say something, what could we do there? And then the question number four, what do you truly think about this individual is to get all of the negative thoughts that you have about this person. All the anger, all the rage confronted up and stacked against this person. But again, here we are answering the question. We're doing it by a question inside of our stack tool. Whether mega, mega stack, which is where we're gonna find all the release the release rage questions, you won't find them as detailed inside the angry stack, but you'll find these inside the mega stack. And again, what are we doing? We're answering the emotions inside. Question number five, again, dives us a little bit further. In this moment, what is it you don't ever want to experience in the future with this individual? This starts to future pace the experience. So that we get honest about, listen, not only is here's what happened and here's what I want to scream at them and here's what I wished I could force them to do or say and here's what I want to never experience with them again comes this future pacing of, listen, I don't ever want to have this moment pass again. And the last piece, in this moment, if you could put all your feelings into a singular statement, what would it be? So we expand from the trigger moment, we go through the first four questions and then the last question With number six, we bring it all together into one simple story. A story or a statement that we've created out of this release experience. The greatest treasures in my entire world in the past four or five years have come from investigating my darkness. It's not from finding my light. In my light, I do not find any more light. In my night, I find an incredible amount of light. And the treasure of light that you and I are searching searching for, the treasure of sight that we are trying to hunt down, well, I'm going to have you consider it's found inside of you, inside of this place deep in the ground. That you and I have treasures in places that we've never, ever recognized, and we have treasures in places that we've forgotten about. And one of the first ways we begin to uncover that is through the stack and releasing the rage. Here's our summary points from a general standpoint. Number one, identify the trigger. 
You must pick a target and sometimes that target is you. Point number two, release the fury. You must release the rage within. Why? Because the rage within you is holding a gift for you that you cannot see until you clear the clouds and give it time to grow and become and allow you to see. Point number three, clarify the fire. Once the initial phase of the fire has been released, you will be able to start clarifying many of the thoughts and feelings that you're now able to see that you couldn't before. Point four, summarize the rage. Simplify the rage down into a simple statement, story, or judgment. My friends, the stack itself begins with releasing the rage. It is a powerful tool. It is a tool that allows you to access treasures in places that you may have forgotten about and or never even knew existed. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.